0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, TV TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's December 7th. It is 2022. We have 11 NBA games to talk about here on today's podcast, um, already left YouTube running. So I didn't even hear when the intro was over. Um, so winning already joined today by TJ 11 games, TJ, what's happening? My friend
3: just ran into the door hustling back to get back here and I'm ready to talk some basketball with you, my friend. Sorry, we're getting a little bit later of a start than usual, but, uh, It's only 11 games. That's nothing. We can rip through this nice and quick.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's a really interesting slate. We got a couple back-to-backs, which is weird because there was only three games on Tuesday night and we already have some big injury news with like no Steph Curry, no Draymond Green. Uh, so a lot to kind of go through here. Is Anthony Davis going to play on the second end of a back-to-back after leaving Tuesday night's game and crushing a lot of people, um, now, I don't think as much on Fanduel because he was so expensive, but on DraftKings, um, that's where it was a huge difference for Anthony Davis or not. So we're gonna jump right in, get started, and um, yeah, if you're hanging out on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, hit that like button, make sure you uh, say hi in chat. We got I got chat open. I uh, try to pay attention to it as we're doing the show, and uh, yeah, if you haven't checked out sleeper fantasy, check them out. One 100- hundred. Percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. Use promo code grinders for that. You'll also get access right into the grinders squad chat, which is fantastic because you got people posting stuff in there all the time. You can just copy the pics if you want to, if you feel confident in other people. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's fantastic. So if you haven't checked them out, check them out. Derek, what's up? We're gonna get into this one and we get started here. With the Clippers at Orlando facing the Magic, 219 and a half total here. The Clippers a six-point favorite. Kennard, Morris, Powell, and John Wall out. And then on the Orlando side, Wendell Carter Jr., Harris, Isaac, Okiki, Suggs out. So, George and Kawhi return the other night. Now we're looking at, you know, Morris out, Powell is out again, and John Wall out. Uh, what, What are you looking at here for the Clippers?
3: weird like I don't really know like outside of Paul George I don't really know how much interest I have in anyone like Reggie Jackson may be a little bit more secure of minutes with no John Wall Marcus Morris Norman Powell out like it should open the door for Covington and Batum to get a a few more minutes but it's just kind of tough with George and Leonard here too because so much of the usage is going to go there. We don't really know how the minutes are going to stack up. I think from like a pay up pers- like the person I on the team, I think I had the most interest in will be Paul George. And then I think the salary saving option I would have the most interest in would be Covington.
2: Yeah. I, Covington is someone that I had written down. I don't really, I don't know really what to expect when we're looking at like Nicholas Batum. Like, are they really going to roll out Nicholas Batum 30 minutes? I don't think so. Um, I mean, his season high this year is 26 minutes. I don't see him really playing much more than he's already playing. You know, maybe like a mere coffee at 3,200 gets a, a good amount of minutes, but he's such a low usage guy. He doesn't shoot a ton that I'm with you. I think that Mr. Robert Covington uh, back into our lives at 3,700 who has 25 plus point upside. But I really think like the guy you're looking at in this game is Paul George. Um, I mean, I don't hate Kawhi. I just think I like Paul George more. And I mean, on DraftKings, kwai Kawhi's 7,200. It's really cheap against the magic. I mean, he might be in play over there. So what do you 30?
3: think he is? on? what do you think he is on FanDuel? 81. 58.
2: All right, well, he's just way too cheap across the industry there. <laughs> like, 58 is way too cheap. Like, I, I said way too cheap at 72 on FanDuel, but, man. Like, I know you're a FanDuel guy. That, uh, that seems really mispriced.
3: Yeah, in 27 minutes last game, five more minutes than in any game he's played this season so far. So I think that is pretty interesting. At 5-8, he's definitely in play over there. And, I mean, Paul George is 8-3 on FanDuel as well. Um, so, a very good price for him over there. In, uh, in addition to that, you got R- Robert Covington all the way up at 4 6. So, I think you're really just looking at the stars on FanDuel for the Clippers. And then on DraftKings, it's more of uh, some value pieces.
2: On the Orlando side of things, I mean, Mo Bamba expected back here. I think he'll jump into the starting lineup and we'll see um, Maurice Wagner. Wagner um, go to the bench I mean the guy I talked about him the other day against Milwaukee and he absolutely crushed for us I'm going right back to the well the guy that I I love here is Markel Fultz Um, oh I thought you were talking about Wagner
3: there Wagner helped me take down the $100 single entry GPP on FanDuel Monday night Um, but yeah Fultz is looking pretty darn good out there he's quick He's making a lot of defensive plays. He's getting his team very involved in this game. I'm uh, I'm all good with uh, Markel Fultz today. Absolutely. And then, uh, I mean, I, I think I, I I don't hate the idea of uh, taking some shots on Vankero, Bolbol, Wagner in this spot as well.
2: My only problem with like Moritz Wagner, Wagner, um, is Mo Bamba expected to play. So how does that shape up? things um I want to I mean if they start Moritz Wagner maybe I'm more interested um but right now I I think my main target from this team is likely going to be Fultz um you know especially second unit that's going to kind of be banged up a little bit here for the Clippers and yeah I mean Fultz is the guy that they they're getting him minutes like key minutes too and 18 shots the other night like, that's what we want to see out of Fultz. Um I mean, they're not always the, the prettiest shots. Anything else that you like here for the Magic?
3: Uh, Mo Bamba is, if he ends up in the starting lineup, is 5-2 on FanDuel.
2: Yeah, he's like 6K on DraftKings, and I don't think he'll make the cut on an 11-game slate over there, but I like the price tag. Is he center only, or is he center power forward over there?
3: No, uh, he's just center over there.
2: Whew. Moving on. Sorry. Big yawn there. Lakers at Raptors. Um, anybody that, like, is a NASCAR subscriber just laughed because yawning um, during live shows was my, is my thing in NASCAR for some reason. Back-to-back for the Lakers. No total in this game. Anthony Davis left the game last night, Tuesday night, with an illness, played, like, six or eight minutes i can't remember it was it was ridiculous um got absolutely crushed by him in um props on sleeper and prize picks because i love the spot for him that that kind of stunk on the toronto side precious hernan gomez and porter remain out lakers second end of a back to back i'm not worried about lebron um they did like he came back what was a week or week or two ago and played like a back-to-back on back-to-back nights, like right off the bat. So I'm not too concerned about LeBron playing the back-to-back, but I mean, Anthony Davis is the big one here. Um, I mean, if he's out, that's going to open up a lot of stuff here on the Lakers side. If he's in, maybe I'm just kind of staying away from this game.
3: Yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. Like if he's in, I don't have a ton of interest in anybody just based on, like, especially on FanDuel, he's 12-2 right now. And that's just a difficult price to get to. It is a back-to-back. You never know. We could see something wonky. But the biggest pri- like priority, if it's just Davis out, will have to be Thomas Bryant. He played 28 minutes on Tuesday night uh, after Davis went down, 19 points, 9 rebounds. He- he'll be probably the most intriguing target alongside uh, LeBron James. And I think the biggest reason they're interesting, too, especially with a guy like Bryant is you have one Gabriel who's currently out for the Lakers. I don't know if, uh, yeah, he, it says he's going to be reevaluated in a week. So he's going to be still out. And that's a guy that had been picking up 20, 25 minutes in games where Davis wasn't playing. So I think that solidifies things for Thomas Bryant a little bit and makes him a like just phenomenal play. Um, if, uh, Anthony Davis is out, especially on DraftKings where he is only, thirty two hundred dollars like that'd be a borderline lock button play for me depending on how many other centers i want to play here throughout the slate so we're gonna have to take a wait and see approach and uh if the lakers end up resting a bunch of guys you could maybe end up seeing the same thing from toronto and so based on that um i think this is going to be kind of one of those ones that outside of yeah if davis is out you're going to have some lakers you like one that's kind of tough for us to break down the night before here
2: yeah, it really is. Um, if if AD sits, Bryant is one of the best value plays on the slate. Like, it's just one of those don't overthink it spots. Uh, you know, the, the size is going to be needed against Toronto. So I think he would just kind of just play like an Anthony Davis type of role, maybe a, a few less minutes. Because, I mean, they don't really – they have like, what is it, Tor- Troy Brown Jr. LeBron could potentially play some four. Um, I mean, they don't have a ton of options when it comes to big guys. So, yeah, I mean, if Anthony Davis sits, this is a fantastic spot. On the Toronto side of things, I mean, Siakam's 9,800. We're we're seeing the shot attempts get back up there. The minutes finally against Boston the other night, 39 minutes. That's all I needed to see, TJ. All I needed to see was Siakam play big minutes, and it happened. I have a ton of interest in him at 9,800. If I'm stacking this game, um, if I'm not really playing anybody from the Lakers, I probably don't get to Siakam, but I, I like Siakam as the best run back option here for Toronto.
3: I like Siakam, but I, got, I actually think uh, he, he falls behind Fred Van Vliet for me just because that $7,100 price tag on DraftKings is just way too cheap. 76 on FanDuel. 71 on DraftKings. I love that price tag for him, and so Siakam comes in number two for me behind Van Vliet. And then I actually think on DraftKings where you get the three point bonus, and he's just so ridiculously cheap at four six that Gary Trent is in play in tournaments as a value play as well.
2: Yeah, I like playing Gary Trent. I talk about him all the time. Um, Boomer Bust. I mean, you're really just relying on him shooting the ball well. Um, I, I mean, I mean, okay, so that's half of NBA D- DFS anyway, right? Just shooting the ball well, but. All joking aside, like, he is someone that, when he's shooting well, can put up, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, three-pointers in a game. So, um, you know, if he makes half of those, you're you're off to the races when that kind of stuff happens. So, I like the Van Vleet call. He has not really shown a ton of upside. I don't hate this, especially with, like, Schroeder on the other side on the second end of a back-to-back. I mean, does Schroeder even play the second end of a back-to-back? So um i still think i like siakam the most but hey we're allowed to have different opinions atlanta at new york facing the knicks 232 total in this game the knicks a two-point favorite collins and hunter out for atlanta the knicks are good to go big total close game one of the highest totals that we have on the slate what are your thoughts here on atlanta
3: always like atlanta new york is kind of a team that people don't really like targeting because we're used to seeing them as this like great defensive, slow team, but they haven't been the same defensive juggernaut as they have been in the past. And so I'm, uh, I'm uh, all for uh, Atlanta today. And I think I even like DeJounte Murray as my favorite play here from the, from the guard uh, deciding between Murray and uh, young. Like I think that price difference is just getting big enough that, Murray is actually becoming just my favorite play on the, on the Hawks guards over Trey young. Um, And then with John Collins out, Clint Capella makes for a very interesting play as well. And uh, AJ Griffin um, as well as uh, Jalen Johnson, I think are both in play as well.
2: Really um, just interesting game in general. Like you said, the Knicks for years, for years were a slow defensive team. I mean, they ranked 23rd in defensive rating and they're twelfth in pace, so I mean Atlanta plays faster in the top ten in pace. Atlanta is a decent defensive team. I think they they're kind of in that like nine to twelve range so far this season. Um, you know, living in that range, so I think this is a fantastic game in general. I always prefer Trey Young over Dejounte Murray. Um, outside of that, I mean you could definitely take some shots on Clint Capella at 6,700, but the price is starting to catch up to the production. So he might be one that I look on like price picks or sleeper on like his rebound prop. He's been absolutely crushing the boards with John Collins out. So maybe that's where I get Capella.
3: And then you also have him at 6,200 on FanDuel, a little bit cheaper. Plus you get the extra points for his blocks over there. So he's definitely a nicer play over on FanDuel.
2: He's been cheap on um, Yahoo as well. For anyone that's playing on yahoo you know check him out over there don't have that up in front of me um bogdanovich 22 minutes in the first two games back shot the ball a lot better you know going up against the thunder 4500 even if he gets like three or four extra minutes bogdanovich might be too cheap here um someone that I, I definitely don't mind taking some shots on at 4500 in a pace up spot so He'll get his shots up. It's just really, if you can get those few extra minutes um, with the knee surgery, I mean, it's almost a week. We're at what four or five days now. So uh, maybe we get a few extra minutes out of Bogdanovich here. Uh, Next side of this game, you know, we definitely, definitely don't want to play Brunson in this game. You know, (laughs) DeJounte Murray is just a fantastic defender. But does that lead to like R.J. Barrett having a good game if this game stays close? Uh, What are your thoughts here for the Knicks?
3: I actually think that I like some Jalen Brunson because I feel like DeJounte Murray might end up being more likely to actually be put on R.J. Barrett in this spot just based on heights here. Like if there's anybody that you're comfortable putting Trey Young on, it's somebody that's actually the same – Sizes him there. I'm not sure how tall Quentin Grimes is starting at the three, but like that'd be the really only other player out there Young could match up with. So if we look at it on a macro scale like that, I could actually see DeJounte Murray or sorry, a micro scale. Uh, I could actually see DeJounte Murray lining up with uh, RJ Barrett today.
2: I mean, getting that right is definitely something. Grimes has been starting more at the two and Barrett at three, but I mean, it, it really doesn't matter. Um, positions are just letters on a stat sheet you know matchups are what you're trying to get right so if you are right like if DeJounte does end up on Barrett then maybe I do like Brunson and maybe even like a little bit of Grimes um in large field tournaments because he's been playing a gazillion minutes a night you know you just have to hope that he does something with it which happens like once a week um anything else here that you like from the Knicks
3: Not really. This isn't really a spot I'm too, too excited about today. We got so many teams with multiple players missing. I don't really want to target a team that's fully healthy.
2: Yeah. I mean, Reddish not getting really any run. It's just, for me, when it comes to the Knicks, it's Julius Randle always has a high ceiling. I just don't think i get to him today. I do like the price tag. He's He's under 8K um maybe i take some shots on him and then you know getting brunson or 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 barrett right i think it's going to be kind of big in this game if it stays close charlotte at brooklyn 222 total brooklyn 10 point favorite ball hayward martin dsj remain out for charlotte simmons remains out for brooklyn any interest here in charlotte
3: uh, Terry Rozier remains too cheap over on FanDuel. He's $7,400. That is a very appealing price tag. And I want to get to him there. And then on DraftKings, like Ubre, Washington, I think they're, and Plumlee even, I think they're all, and McDaniels. McDaniels actually, if I'm being real, would probably be my main target here on DraftKings. But all these guys are priced fine. I think they are all right. But, uh, Ube, uh, Rozier on FanDuel is the specific one that it's like that's my main target.
2: Yeah, I mean Rozier at 8K. The other guy that like he's been playing pretty good is Mason Plumley. I just don't know if I use like a center spot for him on an eleven game slate. His rebounding has been fantastic here recently. Double digits in four of the last five. Maybe I'm looking for him in like rebound props more than playing him in DFS. Uh, the Brooklyn side of things here. I mean, Charlotte Biggs are terrible. Claxton's 6,200 Durant's 10, seven. It's pricey. I mean, he's, he does produce more with Simmons off the floor, but Kyrie has been playing good. I just, these guys are priced where I think they should be. Maybe I take some shots on Claxton. That's really it.
3: That's where I'm leaning as well. Claxton is the one that I'm most excited about. Irving Anytime you see Kyrie in the 8Ks, like, it's Tysing. He's, he's been playing huge minutes lately, and, like, we know he's got a gigantic ceiling at that price. Um, he just hasn't really been getting to it lately. And so Kyrie, Claxton, those are the two guys I'm most interested in getting to. If I was running 150, I would keep Kevin Durant in my pool, but that's really about it.
2: Um, Moving on. Washington at Chicago. You know, I already mentioned that we have some big news. This is one of those spots. Two twenty-five total. Chicago five and a half point favorite. Bradley Beal out. Hatchamara out. Um, Chicago side ball remains out. Caruso is questionable. But I mean, let's talk about this Washington team. Chicago tough matchup, but no Bradley Beal is huge. Um, what are we looking at here for Washington?
3: Yeah, that definitely makes a big difference. And Chicago's been kind of a fun team to target lately for DFS, like playing guys against them. They've been playing some high-scoring, close games lately, and it's been enticing to target for DFS. I think Monty Morris is very interesting. Um, Obviously, Kuz and and Porzingis – get bumps in this spot without Bradley Beo. And so I'm pretty interested in all three of those guys, especially Kuz and FanDuel, 7,500. Like, that's just way too cheap. He is in a great, great spot today. Um, and then you got guys like Abdi and Kispert, who are solid values, but they've also kind of been priced up for somebody to be missing in this spot, they're not the mid three Ks like they had been in the past. So, I don't mind the Denny Avdiaz and the Corey Kispert type things, but I, I'm mo- most likely to play Porzingis or Kuzma, especially Kuzma at 7,500 on FanDuel.
2: Yeah, I mean, Porzingis is probably my favorite, but it's not really saying a ton. He just averages like 1.3 fantasy points per minute with Beal off the floor. And I think he – I really think he could win this matchup as well. So, I mean, another reason that I kind of like this spot for him, like you mentioned, this is – I mean, a team that's really kind of just been playing really fast, but big bump for Washington and Pace. And I really think Porzingis could beat Vooch in this matchup. So, uh, Porzingis at 9200 would be my favorite. I definitely don't mind Kuzma. He gets a bump as well. Uh, everyone, everyone gets a bump. I don't know. You know, I don't want to highlight just one person. Everyone gets a bump. Um, but yeah, I mean, Porzingis really sees the biggest bump in like fantasy production. So you know, he would be my favorite. Kuzma gets a usage bump. I think the fantasy points will follow from that. So yeah, I mean, those would be my my two favorite plays. And I mean, do. I guess Monte Morris is worth just mentioning with right. Is he going to be back for this game? No. Right. Like, so no, no. Yeah. So I think Monte Morris, I mean, there's plenty of minutes here. Casper um, is someone that could just kind of continue in a good role. And if you in large field tournaments want to light money on fire, Will Barton is 3,700 Uh, Chicago side. I mean, I, I keep saying it right. Like, DeRozan, I feel like, is still him and Levine are the ceiling guys. Vooch is just consistent. I mean, he's had one game, maybe two games over 50 this year. I know he said one. Um, what are your thoughts on Chicago?
3: We have Green and Caruso questionable right now. If they're out, I think that opens the door for the Dragiches and the Kobe Whites and the D'Soon moves to take potential value plays. But Green's doubtful, the by the way. Sorry. Green is, Green doubtful. is doubtful. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Um, And so like if you get Caruso on top of that, I think it opens the door for those cheap guards and guys like Patrick Williams, stuff like that. But for the most part, this is DeRozan Levine or Vucevic for me. My favorite being Zach Levine, like since the beginning of November in the last month, he's had one game sub 35 fantasy points or below 34. I mean on DraftKings. So like, he's still way too cheap. He was coming back from injury and so he was priced low and he just hasn't been bumped up like this is a mid 8k player and so levine it's like a price enforcement thing for me but washington doesn't play near as fast as they used to i don't have a ton of interest like somebody like an andre drummond is interesting for large field tournaments at that price but on an 11 game slate with the amount of value we have i don't think we need it
2: okc at memphis 232 and a half total here memphis is six point favorite home green and williams remains out for okc bane green williams out um, for memphis let's go to the thunder here first i mean sga continues to be a monster Um, if you expect this to be a really high scoring game you know you really expect him to have a really strong game what do you like here for okc
3: For a guy whose price has never gotten all that high, SGA is probably the best combo of floor and ceiling that we have had in this NBA season so far. Like, he never gets up above 11K. He's always nice and affordable. And we look at that game log. He's had three games below 40 points this entire season. Three points below uh, 40 fantasy points this entire season. And so he's just been... A picture of consistency. He's a great play. Josh Giddy has the upside; is fine for tournaments, and that's it.
2: Yeah, I mean SGA and Giddy, uh, I think, are the two options that I lean towards the most. Mentioned Robinson Earl on the podcast the other day. The minutes are consistent. The upside is there. He's just very wishy-washy. I mean, you're gonna get some good games out of him. Large shield tournaments, I think Robinson Earl would be in my player pool here if I'm running more than, like, 20 teams. Memphis side of this game, John Morant back after missing, um, was it one game? So, I mean, John Morant is a high-ceiling guy. My only, like, concern is, like, if you're playing Jaw, you probably want to play SGA, and that's two 10K guys, and it's going to be kind of tough to fit him in.
3: Yeah, and I, I think from a price perspective, we'll be able to. It's just the fact that they're both point guards that is kind of very much limits your roster construction when you roll there. Morant's got high upside. JJJ has high upside. Um, Conchar might be all right as a value play, but other than that, like, I don't have a ton of interest in any of these guys.
2: Yeah, I mean, Morant would be the guy, I mean, Brooks... He's going to shoot a ton. I don't hate it. Um, Steven Adams has had some decent games here recently. But, yeah, I mean, this is a game where if I'm game stacking, I'm definitely looking at, like, two or three um, spots here and, you know, trying to take advantage of this game in a stack. Uh, Because, I I mean, this game is a 232.5 total. Memphis has one of the highest implied team totals on the slate. So, like, Ja very, very much in play. Triple J ceiling wise, you know, you could definitely take some shots on him. I don't think I'm taking shots on Tyus Jones. He absolutely smashed the other night without John Morant. Let people chase that. That's not going to happen again with John Morant back. So, um, yeah, I mean, this game is very stackable, very stackable game.
3: I agree with you. Nice and stackable. And yeah, Tyus Jones, that's a guy that you play in 100% of your lineups whenever Jaws out, but definitely not something you got to try and make happen when he's in.
2: I mean Ja and Bain, right? Like it was just a perfect scenario for Tyus Jones the other night.
3: And a reminder that the Memphis Grizzlies statistically are better as a team when when Tyus Jones starts a point guard than John ja Morant.
2: All right. So we got Detroit at New Orleans. No total in this game. Detroit on a back-to-back Graham questionable for New Orleans. Ingram Jones and Little remain out. Cunningham, from what I I mean, from what I read on him. I don't expect him to play in this game.
3: Like based on what I have heard from uh, based on Cunningham, I don't know if he's going to play again this season.
2: Yeah. So, all right, well, we're, we'll, we'll as of right now, we're just going to talk about this with him being out. I don't know if anybody else sits here for Detroit on the second end of a back-to-back. I mean, they're a pretty young team and I I don't really expect anyone to sit. They're coming off of a huge win. Um, Bogdanovich had an, a monster game last night. Like, if you didn't have him in tournaments, you did not win money or at least big money. Uh, what are your thoughts here on Detroit?
3: I don't really have any. I don't think I'm going to play a Detroit player today in this uh, on this slate. Like, it's a big slate. I don't – like, unless we get some guys sitting – um, I don't think I have a ton of interest in playing any of them.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, are people going to chase Bogdanovich? I think that would be if he's not going to get a ton of ownership. I, I'm not worried about him playing the second end of a back-to-back.
3: He, he's a great fan will play at 5,800 still. Like if you land on Bogdanovich, I, 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 a player like him I ne- on a big slate, I never go out of my way to be like, this is a play I must have today. But if you land on Bogdanovich, it's 5,700. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. He's a great play at that price.
2: Yeah, I mean, I am i don't think I'm playing Ivy or Hayes at these price tags. Bogdanovich is interesting. I, I mean, if, if for some reason, like Bagley sits and like they play Stewart or like if, if someone starts, like if people start getting rolled out in this game, That's where I would have some interest. Stewart played a lot of minutes last night. Um, Bagley, I think he only saw like 18 or 19 minutes um, in that game. So my problem with Detroit is the same problem that I've talked about so many times. You guys are probably sick of hearing it if you listen to the podcast every day, but they spread their minutes out so much that it's so hard to play anybody from Detroit. But playing people against Detroit is never a bad idea. They're one of the worst defensive teams in the league. Um, What are your thoughts here on
3: the Pelicans? Maybe my favorite play on the entire slate. Definitely my favorite play that we've talked about to this point is CJ McCollum, $7,300 on DraftKings, $7,100 on FanDuel or $7,200 over there. Sorry. Like you said, Detroit is terrible on defense. They give up a ton of three pointers McCollum has shot twenty and eighteen percent, or whatever it is, in his first two games back from injury. But he was up to thirty-four minutes last game. He gets huge usage and assist boosts without Brandon Ingram on the court. He is one of my top plays on the slate and going to be a core play in uh, tournaments for me on on uh, Wednesday night.
2: Love the CJ McCollum call. I think Zion in tournaments is very playable. The other guy that I want to mention in tournaments is Alvarado. He went back to the bench the other night with McCollum back, and his usage is insane on the bench. Um, just getting a ton of usage with the second unit.
3: Eight for eleven from three that yeah. game. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't expect him to do that again. Um, but like with Devonte Graham, questionable too. He's the other usage guy. Jose Alvarado had a thirty-seven percent usage rate the other night with the second yeah. unit. So forty-eight hundred. I mean. 35 I think is doable I I, do, I don't expect him to score 38 actual points again but I do expect him to put up 12 to 15 shots on that second unit especially if Graham sits um, like I said Graham's the other usage guy on that second unit so if Graham sits Alvarado the minutes 25 ish but I mean he is easily someone that can average a point and a half per minute uh, anything else here from the
3: Pelicans? No, that's uh, that's it.
2: And Alvarado, if the game got out of hand, might still play minutes. So just something to note. Sacramento at Milwaukee, 234.5 total in this game. Milwaukee, six and a half point favorite. Davis questionable for Sacramento. Ingles out for Milwaukee. Abaca back for uh, Milwaukee. I don't think it really matters too much. Um, we'll start here with the Kings. Tough matchup going into Milwaukee. But Vegas expects this game to stay close. And if that's the case, I mean, I think we we have to look at this game.
3: Yeah, I think Fox and Sabonis both are interesting for tournaments, but I honestly don't really want to play anybody else here on uh, the Sacramento side.
2: You don't like – yeah, I was going to say Sabonis. I
3: heard – yeah, I'm tired. If Terrence Davis is out and you're running 150 lineups, like – Malik Monk is somebody I never x out of my pool just because he has a big ceiling when he gets hot. Um, honestly, Davion Mitchell I think would be an interesting value play just at three, four. Like that's a guy that can play mid twenties minutes and seven, eight, nine, ten x that price tag, uh, especially if this game gets a little bit ugly if uh, Davis is out. So. Um, guys like Herder and Monk, I don't think I'd take out of my player pool if I was running a ton of lineups, but, uh, Fox and Sabonis with Sabonis being the main one are the only ones that I have somewhat strong interest in, but running a single entry, I'm not going to be getting to, uh, any of these guys.
2: Yeah. I mean, large field tournaments, if you're running multiple teams, you have to get some Sabonis and some Fox. Um, like, like you mentioned, I don't hate Monk or, or Herder. I mean, Barnes probably going to play a ton of minutes in this game and either going to be matched up with Middleton or Giannis. Um, I don't know if Keegan Murray is going to – if Keegan Murray is guarding Giannis, Giannis is going to have a monster game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, definitely get some exposure to the Sacramento side. I I mean, I hate paying up for Giannis at 12-4. Like, he, ha- he continues to have, like, really good games – and just not really crushing DFS wise, like because of his price, like 60 doesn't kill you when Giannis puts up 60 on an 11 game slate.
3: Yeah. I'm with you hundred percent by far. The player I'm most interested in here on the buck side is actually going to be drew holiday. He has been crushing lately, even with Middleton back. Like it's not really a worry for me. I think that price tag is too cheap and he could absolutely smash it.
2: Yeah. Drew's my favorite play too. Um, I don't hate Brooke Lopez in this game. Just because I think they're gonna need him to play that 30 like minute role. And he just kind of falls into like a ton of blocks when he's on the court. I mean this guy blocks shots. So like for you, like on FanDuel, you get the extra point for a block, right? Is it
3: point or half a point? Yeah, it's three points for a steal, three points for a block.
2: Yeah, so I mean this is a guy that like can legitly block five plus shots. Um so Brooke Lopez, just someone I wanted to mention as well, who I writ down wrote down. Um, as a potential play here especially like gosh his minutes if he just gets the 30 minutes like that's four blocks right there just go ahead go i just, check it off. i
3: did not expect to be able to i did not expect to consider an almost 7k brooke lopez in 2022 <laughs> it's i mean it's like, crazy it was so playing. bad from a fantasy perspective last year just horrific we weren't playing him in the low 4ks last year. no i know like he just sits under the basket and blocks shots this year.
2: Like that that's what he does. He's like y'all drive, I'm going to block it. Like it, it's it's it, like this dude is averaging 3 blocks a game. Like that that is that's pretty crazy. And like he turns he turns in like offensive rebounds into easy buckets, so like he he'll get those like 5 to 8 rebounds and He'll get one or two offensive rebounds a game and to get those two to six easy points like i mean i don't hate brooke lopez so
3: if brooke lopez would have started his career 20 years older earlier he'd have been a just legit hall of famer
2: <laughs> i saw him and his brother at um animal kingdom one time and um <laughs> they're exactly what you would picture them to be indiana at minnesota 234 and a half total here uh Min- milwaukee no minnesota 236 and a half total minnesota favored by four i went back and looked biggest game as far as news um duarte is out halliburton questionable johnson questionable mcconnell questionable tice questionable and turner questionable yay so much fun eight o'clock game hopefully we get some of this news throughout the day i know as someone that has to do expert survey today I won't be doing anything until the one thirty injury news comes out. Prince and Cat out for Minnesota. This game is impossible to talk about when it comes to injury news, but we'll do the best we can.
3: If Halliburton, I don't think it is, and yeah. I hope we don't get the news before Lock because I hope we see people see that Q tag and just kind of get weary of the situation. But like when the report came out to a couple days ago, that Halliburton was going to miss the last game, they said he they're going to have him out at least two games. And this is the second game. And so while it's a Q tag, unless something has significantly changed and he's just a hundred percent, they did report upon his initial injury that he's going to miss an, at least two games. So if this, he missed two games
2: Q- already though, they had a back-to-back he missed two it- games.
3: Oh, I thought it was only the one I missed that. Gotcha. No problem. I mean, if yeah, Halliburton right. sits, well then yeah. Then based on that, then uh, if he if he plays, he's very interesting, and it's exactly like you said. It's one of the most interesting games for news.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> like I mean, this is a. I mean, if Turner and Halliburton are out, it's easy. Just play numhard and Jalen Smith. Uh, I mean, don't overthink it. Just play those two guys. Um. I mean, you can add if McConnell sits too. You can add Neesmith, Smith. I think. If McConnell plays, I definitely don't mind looking at McConnell. Uh, Brissett played 30 minutes the other night with Turner banged up. He's 3,500. So if Turner were to sit, um, if Tice sits and Johnson sits, I mean, there's just, you got to pay attention to the news in this one. You got to leave open spots because there's just so much potential in this game, depending on who's in and who's out. If Turner and Halliburton play, I definitely don't mind taking some shots on Halliburton, but that's really it. I don't think I would end up much like with much else. I mean, Matherin has been playing a ton of minutes and just not shooting. Well, he's not really doing anything like rebounding or getting assists. So I don't know if his ceiling is really as high right now as it was with Halliburton on the floor.
3: Yeah. Like I like Matherin Nemhard, healed uh, McConnell. If he plays like, it's going to be a very interesting situation. Um, And it's going to be like, I honestly don't think if I were only running one lineup, I don't think I'd play anybody from the first four games of the slate, just so I could try and wait a little bit on some of this news in the eight to nine o'clock range here. I I think if I was only running one lineup, I'd be kind of fading the early ones because all of these indie players are potentially interesting if Halliburton and especially Turner are out. Um, If Turner and Halliburton are in, they're both appropriately priced. that They'd be very interesting for tournaments. And then, weirdly enough, with uh, Towns out on the other side, we haven't really seen that significant of a price increase for these Minnesota guys. They've gone up a little bit on DraftKings when we got up to an $8,800 Anthony Edwards, but it's still a reasonable price for him without Towns. Low 7Ks for D'Angelo Russell. Love that. Um and Gobert's price tag is nice and cheap as well. He doesn't like, he's $6,800 on FanDuel now, so I don't mind playing him there. This to me is one of the most interesting game stack games on the board, and either it'll be from a value perspective if we get these guys out for Indiana, but maybe even just game stacking with the with the studs in this game if all those guys are in. I love the Brissette call. I had McConnell in all my lineups last uh, week, but I made sure to, um, sorry, last game, but I made sure to have a few other positions in that game that I could swap as well. So as soon as McConnell was out, I got up to Nemhard. I went down to Brissette at the small forward position and then that ended up uh, helping me take down my GPP.
2: On the Minnesota side of this game. I mean, Edwards is he's the guy that I want ceiling wise. Um, I mean, Rudy Gobert, <laughs> Just he hasn't been the best. Um, I mean he's been dealing with some injury.
3: Wasn't it it was an injury the other night, wasn't it?
1: Like and it makes it makes sense. No, he got ejected, right? Yeah,
3: he got ejected. And it honestly makes sense when you think about it. Like, why would his role increase with Carl Anthony Towns out? Like Towns has been playing exclusively the power forward all year. All that this matters is he doesn't play the backup five and it's Nas Reed now. Like Gobert's still just getting his regular normal minutes at the five and nothing's really changed for him because towns has been a four all year
2: Kyle Anderson's price has come up his minutes seem very secure um I don't hate him in this pace up type of game you know you mentioned Nas Reed is playing that like backup center role he's not going to get 30 minutes again like he did the other night with Gobert getting ejected I think we see Nas Reed in like that 18 to 23 minute type of role At 3,900, I don't think I can do it at center only. Um, Yeah, that's really it. I don't really have a ton else to add. McLaughlin came back the other night and played 24 minutes against the Thunder, put up 25 fantasy points. He's 3,500, just a name to potentially watch. Um, I don't know if we're playing him in this spot, but I mean, if he's going to be like 2%. I do
3: really like as well, especially on DK, nice and cheap, is uh, McDaniels at 4,600. Now, Kyle Anderson was going to be mega chalk the other day because McDaniels had been hurt, but then he ended up coming back and starting in his first game back and so made us think, ah, maybe I don't want to get Anderson and nobody pivoted off of him. He was still over 30% owned, which was annoying because he wasn't starting. He shouldn't have been. And McDaniels picked up three fouls in the first five minutes of the game. So he didn't play again for the rest of the first half after that. And and, and Kyle Anderson ended up playing more minutes than he even would have as a starter. So I think Jaden McDaniels is very interesting. He should be in line for a role with well over 30 minutes here. But if, if you look at his game log, it's not going to look that pretty because of foul trouble and then the injury he had prior to that.
1: And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set.
2: All right, we move on. Golden State at Utah. 239 total. Golden State a two-point favorite. Steph Curry out, uh, Draymond Green out, Iggy out, Wiggins out. Conley questionable for Utah. I mean, this is by far the most news um, that we have right now. You know, obviously we have a ton of potential news, but no Curry, no Wiggins, no Draymond. We, we take those three guys off the court. We get very, very limited sample size but Jordan Poole 32.4% usage in that scenario with 168 minutes 1.1 fantasy point per minute um Clay Thompson's only played 22 minutes with those three guys off the floor this year so do we
3: really think Clay is not going to get a late downgrade uh in this one like are they really going to run Clay as the only vet older guy out on this uh game after his 30 playing 37 minutes at his last two games I mean,
2: I like Jordan Poole no matter what happens. Yeah. No matter what happens. I I mean Clay very much in play as well. Like I both of those guys are fantastic.
3: Not just Jordan Poole, but Dante DiVincenzo, I think, is in a just like he's been getting he's in low twenties, high teens minutes, he's been getting over 20 fantasy points every second game, which at that price is basically enough. He gets 35 30 minutes in this spot, like he's basically sure to 10 X at that price tag. And so like I would, no matter how many lineups I play tomorrow tonight, whether it's one or 150, I will have at least three golden state warriors in every single lineup.
2: Yeah. I mean, this is, we, we talk about it so much. Utah is not the same team. They're a bottom five defensive team. They play fast. Golden state plays fast. I don't expect that to change. Um, I mean, they probably won't play as fast. They're fifth fastest in the NBA with these guys out. But, I mean, Golden State (laughs) likes to run. So, DiVincenzo is someone that I love here. I wrote him down as well. Um, I mean, yeah, there's so much potential here. Like, Kaminga is going to get minutes. Moses Moody is going to get minutes. Like, I can't wait to see some of the projections here for Golden State because, I I mean – we're looking at three guys that play over thirty minutes a night, not not playing in this game. So, see what projections look like. See what the starting lineup looks like. Um, that will be interesting. And like you mentioned, does Clay play? I mean, this is a perfect opportunity for Clay to sit. But I mean, he's been playing fantastic, and if you want to keep him hot, I don't, I don't hate it.
3: So, on DraftKings, if I was multi-entering, just based on their prices and multi. Positional eligibility, I think I would probably lock button DiVincenzo and Kaminga, but at the bare, bare minimum, I would head over to lineup HQ, make a rule that I would play one to two of Jordan Poole and uh, Kaminga in every... Sorry, Jordan Poole and DiVincenzo in every single lineup. One to two of them, every single lineup. And then I would make the same rule for... uh, Um kaminga and anthony lamb like that's kind of how i would be running that on this slate
2: um utah side of this game i mean we're gonna be playing a lot of golden state don't forget about the utah side don't forget about running it back um marketing clarkson i don't even hate like kelly olenek in this game i mean especially like if they're gonna put looney out there for 25 plus minutes like don't forget about Utah. I mean, Sexton has been someone that's been playing really solid minutes. His price has just come up, so I don't have as much interest in him. But I really like marketing in this spot. Um, I mean, he's going to get a good matchup with no Draymond and no Wiggins.
3: I like Markkinen. Um, These guards, a lot depends on Mike Conley for me. He's been upgraded to questionable. Um, if he's in... I don't really have as much interest in Colin Sexton, but I think I'd like Jordan Clarkson either way, just because Conley should be on a minutes limit. And so nothing should really change all that much for Clarkson. And like playing with Conley should realistically boost his usage rate as opposed to playing with Sexton. So um, I do think on this slate with like this game absolutely could get ugly. Now that we have all these guys out for Golden State, we could see Conley just out another game. Maybe Utah rests a couple guys as well. I think if you were to want to look at something like extreme stars and scrubsy, and you're still playing this value from Golden State, anyways, I think Taylon Horton Tucker and even maybe uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker, but more so Taylon Horton Tucker for me, make pretty interesting large field GPP punts.
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, nothing else I want to really add here. If Conley sits, I mean, I could definitely take some shots on Malik Beasley, large field tournaments. I mean, if he gets hot shooting the basketball, he's someone that has a little bit of upside. We finish it out with Boston at Phoenix. 231 and a half total Boston, one and a half point favorite. Gallo and Williams out for Boston. Craig questionable, CP3 questionable, and Johnson still out. Um, let's go to Boston first. What are your thoughts here on the Celtics?
3: Jalen Brown's been playing very good basketball lately and his price hasn't uh, risen high enough to reflect it. I think he's very interesting, um, especially if we end up seeing uh, a lot of bridges trying to lock up Tatum in this one. So I think Bridges, I think Tatum and Brown are both very interesting, but because of that price difference, I would choose Brown between the two of them. Um, Other than that, there's not a lot here that interests me for the Celtics. We got Horford back. Horford back. He's nice and cheap, but he's not somebody that I really like playing in tournaments just because I feel like his ceiling is basically like low 30s fantasy points. If we get Brogdon out again, it does make Marcus Smart and uh, Derek White more uh, viable. Derek White on DraftKings, where he's still below 5k, I think is uh pretty interesting, where he's 5'7 on FanDuel. I wouldn't want to play him, but if Brogdon's in, it's really just Brown and Tatum is the only two I'm considering.
2: Yeah, um I I think Tatum and Brown are like the low-owned break the slate type of plays. I don't know if I would play both of them together, even though like they've shown that. They could get there. It's just like Tatum hasn't had the ceiling when Browns had these big games. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I I think I would limit to one, but I think, like, either one of these guys could potentially break the slate. And then on the Phoenix side, I think I like Aiton in this spot, like, as a runback option. But I really want to see, like, what we get as far as, like, Chris Paul news uh, because it sounds like he's really, really close to being back um but i don't i don't really think like Aiton is taking a hit if chris paul plays um so i have a lot of interest here in Aiton. if craig sits is there i mean do we play some sarge he's just not playing a lot of minutes
3: josh Okaji's played 28 and 26 minutes in That's his right, last two Oka-G. games And he had 37 and a half fantasy points two games ago. And even last game where he only took eight shots, he still had 26. And so at 3K, if Paul and Craig are out, Josh Okaji is very interesting, especially if he pops into the starting lineup because he did start the second half last game after not starting in the first half.
2: Yeah, I I like that call. Um, I can't believe he's still minimum salary after having two really strong games. Um, We'll take it, right?
3: like Mm -hmm. (laughs) we'll take it
2: anything else here on this side of the game
3: let's uh play the morning grind game and uh get you to sleep over there on eastern time
2: that's right morning grind game favorite play under 5k to go 7x using DraftKings scoring i always make sure i say that especially when tj's on the show um favorite play under 5k to go 7x who do you like
3: dante divincenzo
2: i'm gonna take okiji um i'm i did not have that written down i had divincenzo written down since you took it (laughs) i will take your okiji um okiji does need like craig to sit so just saying over 8k to go under 5x who's your bust at the top today
3: i'm going to go with Jeez, there's not that many players I think are gonna bust today in uh, in this spot. I'm gonna go with. Jeez, I like all the spend ups today. I'm gonna go with De'Aaron Fox.
2: I'm gonna go Dejounte Murray. I continue to like Trey Young over Dejounte, so easy one for me. Favorite six x play today. C.J. McCollum. Yeah, I like that call a lot. I knew you were going to say that when we were talking about him. And I'm going to go, gosh, it pains me to say this because I know it could easily not work out, but give me Kawhi Leonard. I think he's just,
3: he's just way we'll, too We'll short. give you FanDuel scoring, FanDuel pricing for this one.
2: I'll take this 7,200 though. Like 28 minutes, 15 shot attempts the other night. All right. Like I, I know like Kawhi is upside, so give me Kawhi. He'll he'll punch me in the face. It's okay. Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? Who's who's getting weird with you today?
3: But I think that could have been one where you could uh you could have saved Kawhi for that one there, but uh, I already have. Get... I
2: have mine and I know you're not gonna take it, so it's fine.
3: There you go. Let's get weird GPP play of the day should have thought this one through because i uh i don't specific, i think i'm gonna go jaylen brown i don't think he's gonna be highly owned in this spot
2: i like it i'm going fultz from orlando i like him a lot and with all the value that's gonna open up on this slate he's just gonna be low owned homer uh, what's up homer i mean you're homer. yeah i, I definitely <laughs> watch the magic more than any other team you're right um
3: <laughs> can, you, right. can you guess who I watch more than any other team? We there got you a video go. one for this one.
2: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um Sleeper doesn't have a ton of stuff out yet. So if you're in the grinders um chat squad, then you'll see I'll post something over there for Sleeper tomorrow. And that's gonna wrap it up. TJ, any final thoughts before we get out of here?
3: No, that's about it. Apologies again for making us start a little late, but we got through this one nice and quick, and uh, hopefully, we can help the people make some money on Wednesday night.
2: All right, that's going to wrap it up. We'll be back Thursday talking football. NBA back on Friday. Hope everyone has a fantastic Wednesday. We'll see you again tomorrow. <laughs>